Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to the nature version where I am recording this episode outside. So enjoy some sounds of nature in the background as we go along. Um, All right, we are going along today on the struggle bus with the hope and plan to get off the struggle bus. And as we typically do, we start by unpacking it first and then solving it as we go, or really a little bit more at the end and what you can do. But let's first realize how we got on the struggle bus. Like, why did we buy this bus ticket to that seemingly will not end? And uh, let's see if we can't find some similarities or some familiarity in some of the reasons you might be like just hanging out on the struggle bus. Um, The first reason is expectations. And expectations are huge and they're tied up in all kinds of things because, you know, expectations lead to results, right? You expected to have a certain result. Well, you know that results are outcomes and outcome goals and maybe you were focused on the outcome um, or maybe you were focused on the process and you're not making enough progress in your process goals. Um, But again, that's an expectation. That's an expectation that you're probably having in terms of how long it should take to work through a problem or how long you should go between cues or how long you should go between wins or points or whatever progress it is that you are measuring yourself and potentially your self-worth against. So expectations are very tricky. And when our expectations are either maybe unrealistic or not realistic to the moment. You know, maybe our dogs are tired. Maybe you're tired. Um, And maybe the, the activity level or the performance level that you were enjoying a month ago isn't realistic this month because, you know, it's super hot out or something, right? So we always have to be adjusting and really thinking about very consciously what expectations we are holding and if they are appropriate to the dog, the time, the moment, the situation. Um, And because sometimes we have bigger expectations and then quote fall short and then that then we start to believe that we are struggling. And for all of these, once we believe we are struggling, then we are right? Because we, we are our thoughts, right? We, we make those things true. So if you are struggling because of expectations, we want you to take a really good look at where are those expectations coming from? Are they outcome or results oriented? Do you need to shift something? Is something else, you know, going on that make, might make you take a second look at what you, those expectations are? All right. The second one I see a lot is getting a case of the shoulds. Okay. And the case of the shoulds is, it's a, it can be a pretty sticky case um, because the shoulds put all these things in our heads, all these thoughts of things that we should be doing. 
And so sometimes that's, well, we should be cueing or I should be motivated to work with my dog more or to practice more or to condition more or whatever it is, or even I should go bathe my dog. Um, It's whatever we feel like is something that somebody else maybe, or somebody else has some expectation of what we should do with our behavior, hence the shoulds. And I really think that that's a dangerous word because it places upon us, or actually it means that we are accepting someone else's view of what actions we should be taking or what results we should be getting. And again, I can't even describe it without saying should, (laughs) even though I'm trying really hard, Um, because it just, it comes from external. Now, it may not be someone else that thinks you should go bathe your dog. Maybe it's in your own head and you're putting that thing on your set, you know, instead of, oh, I'm just sitting watching Netflix again or binging this show, um, I should go bathe my dog, right? Well, do you have to? Like, is that real? Um, and so some people then turn it into this big motivation problem and then they buy a ticket to the struggle bus because they think that now they're struggling with motivation because they don't want to go bathe their dogs. Well, there might be a whole bunch of other really good reasons you don't want to go bathe your dog. A, it's a pain. You don't feel like getting wet. You don't feel like drying them. I don't know. I could go on. It's a big production sometimes to bathe the dog or even to go practice something or to work your dog in obedience. One of my current personal shoulds is I should be working my dogs in obedience right now. And when I really unpack that, the truth is I don't want to. And it's not, I don't want to because I don't think they're worthy or I don't think that um, they need it. (laughs) My God, they need it. But it's just where I am in this like literal season of the end of summer in my life. I don't want to spend our joint, mine and my dog's time that way. I want to spend our extra time in water playing, having fun, uh, or conditioning them to go to get ready to come back to agility. Um, Because while we've been doing different conditioning things this summer, they haven't jumped a jump in a little while, you know? So it's, it's what do you, if you reframed that thing as want or get to, does that change it? Because if you don't want to do something, if you need somebody to give you permission, I'm giving you permission, right? If you don't want to do something, take a look at that, but don't say you should. Okay. So because the shoulds is a first class ticket to that struggle bus. All right. Next comparison. Holy moly. This is, I feel like this is the mother of struggling (laughs) because so often we are holding someone else as our measuring stick of how we should be doing. (laughs) there's shit again of how we, but it's true. It's going to be throughout. And now it's all you're going to hear. It's all I'm going to hear. Um, but too often we use somebody else as a measuring stick for our own achievements or milestones or lack thereof. Uh, a client once compared herself, uh, the other day, she's been at agility for like a few years, like a handful of years. And she compared herself to someone who is been at it, I think for like 15 or 20 years. And 
she was like, why can't I be like that? And I'm like, well, in 10 years, you probably can be. I mean, you know, you can't take away someone else's work and effort and time and experience and just expect to leapfrog there as much as we would like. Um, But the same is true of when you have dogs that are, you know, older, younger than your dog. And there's, there's so much further quote ahead, right? I have a, you know, a five and a, well, now I have a five and a half year old who's still in novice agility, novice jumpers, right? So I could, I could have all kinds of comparison struggles about that. Um, same with my almost seven year old who still is in open jumpers, right? So I could, I could do those things, right? We're the oldest ones in our class. All right. Could I have a meltdown about that? Of course I could. Will I? Only if I choose to. Only if I choose to give that meaning, only if I decide that I measure my dog's successes by someone else's measuring stick, am I going to put myself on that struggle bus? And of course, when I say it like that, it sounds ridiculous because no one would do that on their own, but yet we do it all the time. And when I ask people, why are you struggling? What is the struggle? Well, I'm just not as far along as I you know, as I think we should be. I'm just not there. This isn't happening or whatever, whatever. It's usually comparative. They're usually comparing where they are to where someone else is. So look for that. Look for that. Uh, it's a, it's very alluring that, you know, that lure of comparison. Look for that. The fourth thing is vulnerability. And, um, I think that's kind of an interesting one because people don't want to go there. People don't want to be vulnerable and people don't want to say they need help. People don't want to say that they're struggling or they are having a tough time because it might mean that they have to divulge something about themselves or even look at something about themselves that isn't fun, isn't fun to deal with, right? People don't enjoy being vulnerable. It's a, it's kind of part society thing. It's, it's a defense mechanism. Um, there's a lot of reasons for for it, but people don't like to be vulnerable. It's very difficult for clients even to be vulnerable with me. It usually, you know, usually our best breakthroughs are come at the end when we sort of talked through things enough that we get to the bottom of what it is that is really um, getting in the way of performance. Like what piece of the mindset is really tripping them up. And um, it's also why people don't want to do one-on-one coaching sometimes because they don't want someone else to ask the hard questions. But the thing is, is, even if you're doing this on your own, you know, there are times where you have to ask for help or share what you are struggling with with someone else, even if you just need a sounding board, right? Even if you just need someone to talk through it. So again, whether that's me or someone else, you know, someone in your family, your coach, your trainer, what, what, whoever that is, the point is, is sometimes vulnerability and not willing, not being willing to be vulnerable keeps us struggling for longer than we need to because we don't want to reach out, right? We don't want to whether admit or ask for help or, you know, or struggle out loud, right? We just rather struggle quietly in the corner, okay? All right. The next we the next reason we struggle, I think, is we're not in alignment, and I I think this goes hand in hand with the shoulds, um, but we're not in alignment with what we're doing is not necessarily what we want to be doing, or how we're our dogs are running or not necessarily. Which is something is off. 
sometimes things just get off. And alignment can mean a lot of different things. And I want you to take it however it resonates with you. Um, Like I said, it could be an alignment problem of your goals. It could be an alignment problem of like where your dog is and expectations. Or it could be an alignment problem of just, you know, your dog is tired and you're not tired. Or your dog is hot and you love summer just speaking maybe of my own family. Um, But um, alignment and not being in alignment is a really big reason that people struggle. And so I think that figuring out what that looks like for you, what you want to be doing right now, what feels appropriate for you, for your dog. Um, You know, you could be, you know, getting pushed along. Maybe you, you, you got some great titles and now you're in an upper level class and you don't feel ready. Well, that's being out of alignment. So there's a lot of ways that that can sort of manifest. It's a little bit trickier. It's one of those things that you kind of know it when you feel it sort of thing, but being out of alignment can be very, um, difficult too, and will make you, um, spend longer time on that struggle bus than need be. The last one I have is, I call it self-inflicted pressure, (laughs) okay? So other podcasts I've talked about, internal pressure and external pressure, and both of those things can be true here as well for struggle. Um, External pressure would be something that comes from maybe your family or your significant other or your trainer even or your breeder, you know, having certain maybe expectations or wanting you to do really well and maybe they mean well, but they don't realize it's putting more pressure on you. Internal pressure or self-inflicted pressure is that pressure you're putting on yourself. That pressure to do well, the pressure to perform, that pressure that says, you know, even I should, or I expect to, or, or that dog is right. It's, they're all very much tied together, but you're making something mean a lot more. You're making your results mean a lot more. And a lot of cases, I see this even go as far as being how you value yourself, right? How you see yourself, that that you gauge your own value and your own worth, whether that's in life or as a handler, by your results. And so therefore, you put so much more pressure on a particular run or a particular class. And then as a result, it becomes much harder for you to perform. And then you begin to struggle. You begin to struggle against yourself, against your mindset, against the pressure that you put there to begin with, right? And in a lot of ways, most mindset things are inherently self-inflicted, right? We are, we are working hard against our minds um, instead of working with them and working to um, really use what we have and what we're given and use our strengths to work through our mindset, right? And to quote, get out of our own way, get in flow, allow ourselves to, you know, do and perform the way that we have trained and the way that we know we can, right? So those are sort of my top, you might have other reasons that you are struggling. Um, and if one of you, one of your reasons, I, I feel like I just, just can hear it now, but some of it is like, I'm struggling because my dog's not getting it, you know, or I'm struggling because, you know, we always have just one thing where, you know, we're struggling because, you know, this always happens in the ring, but it doesn't happen at home. All of those things I feel like are, can be traced back to the things I just shared. 
So is that an expectation? Is that, you know, a pressure that you're putting on yourself? Is that a comparison thing, right? So those are the symptoms. The, it's just one, the, the, and it's the struggle, remember, is emotional, okay? It's, it's not factual necessarily, right? Fact is, you know, you, you had a bar or you made a handler error in, in obedience or something. That is a fact. But the struggle bus part is emotional, all right. The struggle bus part is getting your feelings involved and having feelings about your either your handler mistake or how you are performing at trials, okay, or even performing in class, okay. So it's when we add a feeling and in particular a negative feeling about it that we give it meaning, all right, because. Having a bar in and of of itself in agility doesn't necessarily mean something until you give it meaning, all right? Meaning you give it a why or it starts to frustrate you. If that was kind of a freak bar or something, um, then you wouldn't have any emotion about it at all. Or if, um, I don't know, if you had a bar because, you know, you... he tends to have a bar on right turns or something right now. You would actually understand why. It's when we get frustrated, we get emotional, then we start to struggle. And so I want you also, when you think about why you are on the struggle bus or, you know, getting down to some of these root causes, really let yourself be vulnerable, okay? And really open up to the emotion of the struggle and why you might be feeling the way you are. Um, You know, the other day we uncovered, I uncovered with a client, we had this great conversation about like, well, part of the reason she gets so upset is because she cares. Because we're passionate about our sport as handlers. We're passionate about our goals, about our dogs, about our sports. We want this stuff. We want to do well. We who wants to struggle, right? So when we have these kind of big, I hate to say negative, but big negative emotions, big struggling emotions, it comes from a place of wanting to do well. The difference is, is are you having appropriate expectations or are you falling into the trap of comparison or are you you shooting yourself or, you know, where are these other things coming from and is it appropriate? Okay, because if we want off the struggle bus, and of course we do, because to be in a position of struggle is to be sort of fighting with yourself and and working against yourself. And that's not productive. It's not productive for you. It's not productive with your dog. Our best performances are the ones where we can get totally into flow and let everything just fall away and just, just perform the way we know we can. So we have to then make sure that our emotions are also appropriate and we are not fighting ourselves in those moments. And first identify what it is you're struggling with. Why do you think you're struggling with it? But most importantly, what is the emotion underneath that struggle, right? Because if I tell you that, um, you know, Moxie and I are struggling with weave poles and agility, all right, I can say that with a lot of different levels of emotion, okay? And it can be a factual thing that I am working on this, but I wouldn't use the word struggle then, would I? I would say like, yeah, we're still working on getting our weaves in competition. We get them great at home. We're just trying to transfer that skill to the ring. Okay, well, that is, that is a pretty neutral way of talking about 
what we are currently working on, right? We're all currently working on something, right? But if I say, oh, yeah, Moxie and I are really struggling with weave poles right now. Same words, different inflection, but a different word in the struggle and a different emphasis, I guess, with that word struggle. Because I now, it now has baggage, <laughs> right? I mean, that word now has baggage. When I use the word struggle, that comes with like baggage and emotion and history and, oh my God, we've tried before. I mean, you just kind of know, like I, I can only say those few words to you and you already know that there's much more behind it. And that's what we have to unpack because when we take all of those emotion, all of that baggage into the ring with us, we, it doesn't improve very much. It keeps us struggling. So we have to first get out of it. We have to first acknowledge it unpack it and uncover the emotion. So if I'd say to you, Moxie and I are really struggling with our weave poles, you know, someone should ask, um, I should ask myself, self, I say, what is the struggle? What, why, why the emotion? What's behind that? And, and you know, and I would answer you honestly, I would say that like, oh, it just feels like it's been a long time. Oh, so you have an expectation that this should be done already, do you? Or, or, or other dogs her age are already in, you know, master's jumpers or something. You, oh, so, I mean, very quickly I can tap into like expectation, comparison, uh, shoulds, uh, right? I mean, very quickly I can unpack those emotions in that very simple sentence and thought. And we do that so much more than I think we realize. And we don't realize how much it's costing us at the line. And again, I know I'm using an agility example, but it just, it happens as just as much in obedience and rally and water work and draft and every other game, barn hunt, every other game out there that we're playing. All right. It creeps in there because what you take all that emotion to the line, you're actually taking angst to the line or you're taking tightness or pressure. You're, you're not relaxed, right? When I walk into the ring, as much as I try to not care about the weaves that day, I still care about the weaves. And so we have to really work on our emotions of it so that we can like meter our emotions in order to get into flow, be truly in the present and perform. The other thing about struggle is struggle is past right? Struggle is past tense because you are not listening to me right now from the course, <laughs> right? You are not currently in the ring, <laughs> which means that any struggle that is you are remembering or is coming up for you right now is past tense. And it, while it is so freaking hard as humans to leave the past in the past and just walk into the ring and be like, okay, it's a new day. Let's, let's see, you know, we, have history, we have experience, we take things forward, we, we kind of can't help it. All right. However, I'm going to tell you that the answer to getting off the bus is in the present moment and only in the present. How can you reinvent that struggle with better words, better thoughts, better beliefs, right? How can you drop that and just let the dog perform who's showed up today in front of you and just take it for take them for who they are in that moment how can you just be in the present moment and it's hard and it takes practice um it takes a lot of practice actually um but that's the only place where you can impact uh, your performance or impact and, and make a change in your emotion so our emotions again like i said before they're a clue 
Use that as a clue. Whenever you feel a big sort of way about something, use that as a clue to go deeper. Don't run away from it, run toward it and really try to unpack what it is that is making you feel those big feelings and making you think that you are in fact struggling. And the last thing I will say, and it's all, again, all related, right? It's all related. Watch your language. If you are someone who will say to someone else, and sometimes it's, it's kind of fun because you're, you're having camaraderie with other people or you're making connections and you're like, you know, someone says, oh, I was really on the struggle bus today. And you're like, oh yeah, me too. Um, part of it is belonging. Part of it is support. Part of it is, you know, just being, you know, a good exhibitor and being friends and whatnot. But even those little times where you are agreeing to being on the struggle bus or you are using language that is not positive or helpful to you, you are buying into that. Okay. So I need you to really watch your language and really think about using the word struggle bus. All right. Like I hope you never use it after this podcast, right? Um, I hope you have, have trouble. Just just say it's episode 75. Don't even say it's about struggle. <laughs> um, but I don't even want you to use that word. So our words have so much more power than we give them. And our past has so much more power because we let it. And so those would be some of my tips. And again, everything is connected. So it is hard to sort of parse things apart. But start with those feelings. Let them be your clues. Look at that this weekend as you go play whatever it is you're going to go play with your dogs and let your feelings lead you to the real reason. And then in that real reason, the remedy. Okay. Because the, you know, the, the medicine is in the, is in the clue. Okay. In terms of how we get off the struggle bus. All right. Because the first, the first way we get off the struggle bus is we decide that we're not going to struggle anymore. And we decide that we are going to paint ourselves a new picture and that the next time we walk into the ring is going to be different. So start with that decision, unpack it from there. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.